Hey everyone, I'm Yasmin Nori and you're listening to the Behind Her Empire podcast. I'm on a mission to showcase successful self-made women who share honest stories and lessons of what it really takes to create the life you want and build your own empire. We're excited to have a mini episode this week where we're featuring two women that I personally admire greatly. Mary Ruth Guillaume, the founder of Mary Ruth Organics, a wellness brand offering over 130 high quality vitamins and supplements. And Lauren Reidinger, the co-founder of internet retailing giants, shop.com and Market America. In this episode, both guests will share their unique perspectives and a step-by-step approach on how they think about their schedule and design their calendar for success. Let's first start off with Mary Ruth, where she talks about the power of time blocking and how it could help create more freedom in your life and give you the confidence you need in your career. The one true anchor, more true than any, anyone in my external circle, more true than my relationship with my husband is my personal relationship with time blocking, because that's something between me and myself that is allowing me to cultivate a little bit more self-confidence every day. And I have done time blocking, which I'll share what it is in a moment for those listening. For I used to say on podcasts, I've done time blocking for 15 years, but now it's really 18 years. So my early 20s, I have time blocked from being single, not married, with not that much in my time block. (laughs) But you think it's a lot at the time. (laughs) Oh, Oh my goodness, I have memories from New York City time blocking again when yes and now i have a four and a half year old a 3 year old and two twins jacob and grace who are 17 months old while very much taking an operational day to day operational role in my company i have time blocked for 18 years we did the math and it's over 130,000 hours i believe in time blocking so much it is how i have not lost confidence, lost my morale, lost momentum through all kinds of everyone can relate challenges that we go through that every single person goes through every single day when things don't go our way, which happens every day. And so I just wanted to share that what time blocking is for anyone who's listening is I always suggest looking on YouTube. It's really popular on TikTok. Google on YouTube, what is time blocking? There's many ways to do it. I do it very simple practice. So this would be my maybe my meditation practice, which is the day before I always time block. So let's say tomorrow is Wednesday, Tuesday, I'm going to time block early afternoon. You don't want to save it till late at night because your cortisol is high. You're going to be stressed. You'll feel overwhelmed. So like three or four o'clock, I just time block everything I'm going to do the next day. And I mean everything. So the podcast, every Zoom call, let's take a real one from my real life. This is today. Let's look at what's going to happen after my children go to bed. So after my children go to bed, I even have time blocked here that I want to do a face mask. I want to order, I've been ordering David like like a few takeout things to add to the dinner that I already make. And I need to print an email that's six labels that I need to show to someone for another meeting at 1030. Sometimes it'll say something like buy Ethan size 10 medium shoe 
or Elliot's pants have a hole in it or buy a potty training book. Basically anything you want to do, you put there and it gives you, I, I have like scissors. I start cutting like everything I achieve off and so many things happen. So many fires happen every day. Whatever you don't finish, you just move to the next day. So you just keep going. And so I don't rely on that many to-do lists. I rely more on seven days of time blocking in advance so that I know this weekend we have vegan fest. We have a booth at vegan fest. And I know that my children have a birthday party at 12 noon on Sunday. And after I take them to the birthday party, then we're going to go swing by and say hi to my team right before they eat their snack at 3 PM. But I find structure creates freedom. So everyone wants freedom. That's the number one thing. Everyone wants freedom. They want to create a life that is full of happiness, full of joy. And I believe that every person listening knows what makes them happy. I don't know. And so why I love time blocking is sometimes a lot of us feel like we don't have freedom. And I I mean, sometimes as a mom, also as a working mom, I mean, if I didn't have time blocking, I would actually think that I have not even one minute to myself. So writing something simple like, I want to buy new Nike sneakers four days in advance makes me feel like there's going to be this moment when I get on my laptop and it might not be for two weeks because it might just keep getting pushed. But everything is the compound effect. So I can say this about time blocking. It gives you a little extra energy when you're tired or distracted to go the distance a little bit more. If you magnify 365 actions that you may have never done this year, at the end of the year, you did them, you're already moving your life forward. So one final example, I wanted to organize my whole house. This is crazy. Every Sunday, I only get to one cabinet. And I've been going for nine months. Only one, only one. It's like a five minute. I mean, I've got twins in the high chair throwing food everywhere. I've got my other kids, like it's crazy. And I can say because of time blocking that after one year, I've made it through, or like nine months, I've made it through one and a half floors in my house with one and a half floors more to go. And that's the compound effect. And that's a trait that works, I think, in your personal life and in your professional life. I cannot say enough about it. I hope that all the listeners will write to you that they're so happy they listened and gave this a try. Um, and, and we have every quarter in my company a mandatory workshop that I teach myself. I also teach a book club with our team, but I teach the time blocking to our team, mostly not even for professional work, just for their personal life. Yeah. Oh, I feel like we can do a whole podcast on this because I'm very passionate about this. And I think this is gold. Like for anyone who's listening, rewind back, take notes. I truly believe this is what has allowed you to be as successful as you are. And you do a really good job thinking about the compounding effect because sometimes it's like, I'm so busy. I can't even clean the living room. But like you said, like one small little thing, and that relates to your business life. Like people who have a full-time job that want to work work on that side hustle. You know, this podcast is a total side thing that I did little micro steps every day. And it really makes a huge difference. And what I love so much about what you brought up, because this is something I'm, you know, as someone who is growing this business and trying to still maintain a podcast and life and personal my health, right? Yes. Even just going to the dentist, going to the eye doctor, getting your blood work done. Yes. 
It's important and we forget about it. And, you know, now I now know what it feels like to feel good. You know, so many years I didn't know what it feels like. So I try to prioritize it. But that's part of what makes me be an inspired entrepreneur and do all these projects and stay sane, which is so important when you're leading a team, right? And, you know, what I love about what you mentioned about time blocking and, you know, I do it in my calendar, but I think I'm going to write it out because I think there's something powerful, right? About writing it. And what's interesting you brought up is that you have all these expectations of what you might do. So even like figuring out, I think a lot of us overestimate what we can do in one day. I don't know if you've gone better at that or if you have any advice there. That's something that I'm still working on. Like, I think I'm this monster that can do so many things, but it's not the case. So are you more realistic and do you give yourself buffer time? Yes. So why it's so amazing is this is, in my opinion, a personal practice, a personal moment when you get to like have so much self-awareness. And so because you're blocking and then you're living your life and you're seeing what challenges come up, what is, you know, I'm very big into like voice memo texts, the voice memo on Slack um, versus calling someone. You can start to see like just how much you can control time uniquely to your 24 hour period. And then you get better at like how I have these sheets here. These are the seven days of time blocking. Even if I'm going to go to the airport, I'm already time blocking what's really going to happen. And then I can make decisions like this is not realistic. I will do my own manicure because there's no way I can take one and a half hour. That's a lot of like the art. And it's like the most amazing feeling. And after, again, 18 years of doing it, I I did it through everything. Even I have a one one of my children is special needs, so I had to learn to add the physical therapy and the occupational therapy and the speech therapy and the hyperbaric all these things into the block. But then also have other children, so spacing it all out. Like you learn what's realistic and what's not, but then you can see. For example, the twins are going to go to the first dentist appointment and get their passport in May. I booked that in January, but it's the compound effect. Like if you have a list of 72 things, I guarantee if you start the time blocking seven days a week, and then you have the 72 list, you're going to start to know, let me do this now. And I think it's the greatest thing in the world. I, I one final example, my husband and I got picked up from the airport on last Wednesday, I think. And there was an amazing young 25-year-old driving us, just, just I think it was Uber. And he said something like, do you have any advice for me? Like, I, I'm, you know, I'm going out there, I'm 25, I, wa- I want to meet a girl and I want to grow my business. And, and I just started talking to him about time management. I just told him that he cannot fail <laughs> if he learns how to, uh, I told him about time blocking, obviously, but I, I just kind of painted a picture for him of, my certainty in the process. And obviously it's not for everyone, but I think for the majority of people listening to this podcast, it might really be something that's going to help them have peace, inner peace, because then if something really happens, you can time push everything to the following week. Okay. A child got sick. Okay. All of this is moving to the next week and you still feel like you're moving forward. And that creates a lot of internal peace for people when they can see all the puzzle and they push it and they push it, but they, they still feel that they're moving forward. They won't allow life to push them down to the point of stagnation. 
In my conversation with Lauren, she emphasizes the importance of doing the hardest thing first, thinking in weeks instead of days, and putting a date on all your most important goals. Before I go to bed, I spend the time writing down everything I have to do the next morning that's critical. Now, even though it's in here, you must commit it to paper. And so I love sticky notes because I can see them and they keep me on track. So I put it down on the sticky notes, what I have to do every single night before bed. When I wake up in the morning, my blueprint for success is right in front of me. They're the hardest things. They're the things that most people avoid. It's the phone call that you need to make that tells you like, hey, I need to have a conference call with my vendors and tell them, look, let's adjust the pricing. It's not a call that you want to have. It's not a call that you want to have you enjoy doing, but it's like, okay, folks, this is where we need to be. Our pricing's off. Let's figure out a way to get together on this price. Let's do the hard things first. Okay, here's another one. May have to let somebody go that's part of the team that's not performing. Okay, here's another one. Maybe this one is, you know, having a group meeting about team not hitting their goals or the things we have to do to hit their goals. What are we doing? What are we missing? Let's analyze ourselves and what's happening along the way. The hard things always happen first here. Why? Because once I do that, I'm free. So it doesn't, I don't have to track hours. I hate hours. The only thing we can't control is time. So the one thing I wanna make sure I do is manage it well. I can't control that the day's going by. I'll never be able to get that time back, but I do wanna manage it well. So the more, if I do the hardest things first, generally by noon, I'm finished. Like today, I nailed it from eight to noon before you and I jumped on this call. I got all the hard things done. So after at 12, when I get on with you, I can relax. I don't have to stress. I don't have to worry about what's outside the door waiting for me. Certainly there's always an emergency somewhere along the line, but I'm pretty much in control of my day. So guess what? If my grandkids say, hey, Mimi, we want you to go play with us outside. I can stop what I'm doing and go do it. Because the tough things are done. I can throw them away. I'm finished. And guess what? Those hard things, all of them help me achieve the goals that are on my list. When I say the hard things, it's the work that goes behind the process. You know, that whole process that it takes to get successful. It's successful. For instance, when I'm on stage speaking, we just finished a convention a few weeks ago. When I'm on stage speaking and people are like, I don't know how you do that. How do you go up there and you talk in front of all these thousands of people? There's 20. 20,000 people in the audience. How do you do that? And I said, well, that's the easy part. The hard part is the work it took to get up here, putting together my presentation, talking to you about how I'm going to get into your mind and reprogram your brain to achieve success. Those are the hard things. How will you respond to me? Will you listen to me? Will you open up your mind? That's where the work is, the process. Nobody wants to do the process. Showing up on stage is the easy part. <laughs> I know it might be fearful for some, but it's the easy part for me. The hard work part is the work that goes behind to become successful. So everybody wants the rewards, but they don't want the risk. Everybody wants the rainbow, but they don't want the rain. Everybody wants a strong relationship, but they don't want to put in the work that it takes to make them. People are like, oh, how have you been married for 30 years? I work at it every single day. Every single day I manage it. Does that mean I'm perfect at it? No, I'm the worst when it comes to patience. I lose my mind. I'm like, did I not tell you that 500 times, honey? You know what I mean? You're like, yo, I told you this 500 times, but you got to work at it. And then sometimes you just, I read self-affirmation books. I'll read books on how to become a better, more patient person. I'm always working on improving who I am yesterday. I'm a better version of me today. Always. And I think people stop growing. They stop learning. They live in this bubble, Yasmin. They live in a bubble and they think they know everything. It's like, 
Yeah, and it frustrates me because sometimes I'll even have to say to my husband, like, yo, stop. We don't know everything. Let's burst the bubble. Let's learn more. And I think we have to remind each other that we may be really good at certain things, but we don't know everything. And I always want to keep an open mind and learn, especially from our youth, especially from the youth, because I have a lot to teach them, but God, I have a lot more to learn. I have so much more to learn. And I think when you live in a bubble and you pretend that you know everything, you're going to suffer at some point. You're going to suffer. So you better open up your mind and pay attention to all the great people out there who have so much to offer. I learn from everyone. And I think that's critical. You know, I just do. Hard things first. Hard things first will lead us to where we want to go. When I'm determined, I have a goal. Let me tell you something. I write it down. I put a date to everything. Without a date, it's not real. It Amen. Doesn't right? You <laughs> that is really that important. Date. You have to put that date down. If you don't put that date down, it doesn't exist. You need a date because it really makes it exist. Otherwise, you can't measure it. So I always say, you have to write down those goals. What do you have to do each day, each week, each month to hit those goals? I know if I'm working on a project, let me tell you something. I'll, I may assign my team to help me with something, but in my mind, I know the hard part will all fall on me because if they don't do it, I'm going to. And I think when you think that way, everything changes. You're like, nothing can stop me. My husband always, he, oh, he always tells me, if there's a hard project, I'm giving it to you. Because, you know, we have 900 people in our organization worldwide, 800 people work at the, the North Carolina office. And he always tells me, if there's a hard project, I'm going to give it to you. Why? Because he knows I'm going to hit it. Because I get determined. I'm not going to let myself down. See, I don't think about it as, I don't want to let Yasmin down. I don't want to let JR down. I don't want to let my kids down or my coworkers down. I don't want to let me down. I love myself enough and respect myself enough not to take on a project that I cannot succeed at. So I know if I'm going to take on something, I'm 100% there. I already know I'm going to make it. So I just write down the steps and I stick with it. And by the way, I think in weeks instead of days, most often, and here's why. So if I tell myself, okay, this is what I want to do right now. Let me take an easy project. So if I was not working on let me take a personal project so it's not related to business. But if, if I were taking a, a personal project and say, okay, well, here's what I want to do. My intentions are to have this entire office cleaned out in one month from now. And I'm going to do at least five cabinets a day, every day, you know, this week. Well, guess what? If I messed up this day or something happened, life, some emergency gets in the way. Guess what? If I can't do it today, tomorrow I'll do 10 instead of five. And you have a way to make it up so you don't get so frustrated if you don't hit that goal. And so sometimes I tell people, think in weeks and not days because you can actually make up for it. It's like if you're running a marathon and you don't get to run every day that mile that you set out for. I'm going to run a mile today, three miles tomorrow, five miles tomorrow. Well, guess what? If you didn't get to run the first and second day, you got to make it up on the third day. But you have a whole week to fit it in. So instead of making excuses, well, Monday got messed up and my girlfriend and her boyfriend were fighting and I was on the phone with her all day and we get sucked into nonsense. I just don't do that. So I set my goals. I know what they are and they're written down, guess what, on another sticky note. And why? Because I have to look at it every single day. And you know what? You're like me. So after a while, you get tired of looking at the sticky notes, but the only way you can remove them is if you do them. So if you get to the point where you realize like, I'm going to remove these sticky notes only because I've done the work. 
then you don't mind using them. So that's what happens. I use the sticky notes. And then when I'm done, I remember and adjust my goals all the time. Meaning some things I might've done a lot faster than I expect. So my goal date may move up. My launch date may move up. When I was doing Instagram influencers back with Modus Cosmetics back in 2013, I didn't have anybody to work on my team. Even though we had people at the office, I didn't have anybody help me figure out how I was going to talk to. There was no such thing as influencers back then. I really believe that Modus led the charge on that. People like Desi and Emrezi and all those girls, they were at my home. I was interacting with them and they all say like, you really knew how to treat women. That's because I would have a one-on-one conversation with them. I didn't rely on other people to do the work. I did it. I was having the conversation. And so it's different today. You know, I'm much more of a one-on-one type of gal than I am somebody, I don't want to put my team on you. So if I commit to something, watch out, I'm going there. You know, absolutely. And one thing I think very successful entrepreneurs do, and clearly this is a common theme in your whole life is showing up when things are uncomfortable and hard, right? Like you are hitting that up in the beginning. And a lot of people shy away from how they're going to feel with that uncomfortable conversation. I think you, you genuinely cannot reach any level of success and fulfillment if you don't put yourself through the ringer of difficult moments. And it's just, it's comforting to see that even at your level, you are still putting yourself in those situations and you're still growing. As you just said, there's no way to succeed without dealing with confrontation, uncomfortable moments. You've got to take a step out of the comfort zone. And most people don't want to do that. They want to live in this little box that they've created their whole life that people won't, they they feel if I stay within this, people won't judge me because I'm not going to do anything. (laughs) People won't say anything because they won't see me. You know, people won't question whether I made it or not because they don't see me. I haven't left my box. And they think that's the comfort zone when really it's the uncomfortable zone and they don't understand that. And yet they live in this box because they're afraid to take one single step outside the lines and go live free. They don't want to do that because they think it's more comfortable to be inside. Why? Because they're worried about what other people think. And it's a joke because if they only realize how little Little people really do think exactly. No one's talking about you. I'm not even, by the way, I'm not thinking about you. And then the (laughs) other thing that they're disappointed in is that they know they won't do it in their mind. Think about it. Like you could commit yourself to a project and you know, you're going to do it. I can already tell you're that girl. You're going to do it. You're not going to take it on unless you do it. Period. You're committed to it. You're going to feel passionate about it. When you open up this call with me, you go, this is my passion project, Lauren. When you say this is my passion project, everything you touch is your passion project. That's what that means to me. You're not going to do any work that you're not passionate about. Meaning if you go, do you have children? No, not yet. Okay. Not yet. Well, if you're, are you married yet? I have a fiance. Okay. You put your passion in your relationship. You put your passion in your work. You put passion in the interviews you do. Whatever it is that you're doing, you're touching it with passion. And that's the difference. Most people will do as little as they need to do to get by. Why? Because they don't want anyone to judge them. They don't want to judge themselves. So what happens is it's easier for them to do nothing instead of realizing that it's so much easier to take one step one single little step outside the box where nobody's really judging them. And you get to determine the limits. You get to determine the time you spend on it. And the only person who can judge you is you. But they won't try that. And if they did, they would be free. That's why I say most people don't realize how easy it is to be successful. 
It really is. But most people don't want to show up for the work. Like you said, they don't want to show up. They don't want to do the process. They want to be on stage, but they don't want to do the hard work behind the stage. They want to be like you with the microphone in front of them, but they won't pick up the phone and make the phone call and say, hey, can you do this interview with me? They don't want somebody to tell them no. Most people won't put the passion in behind it. And that's why they never make it. And what I've realized is people are going to have opinions about you, whether you stay in your comfort zone or you don't stay in your comfort zone. So just you do you. <laughs> you do you. Opinions are like belly buttons. Everyone has one. Doesn't matter. I hope you enjoyed today's mini episode. If you want to hear more from Mary Ruth and Lauren, check out the show notes for their full episodes. And if you like this episode, I'd love for you to leave a review or share it with someone who might find value in this conversation. <laughs>